we're on? Hello. Yours is so loud. Whoa. Maybe because I was yelling. Yeah. Further away for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of Love That For You podcast. Love that for you, for me. We're not sure if you can hear it in Julia's tone of voice right now, but we're having one of those mornings. Like, it's not even 9.30 in the morning. Away. Yeah, there you go. Not even 9.30 in the morning and feeling like we've already been hit by a couple buses. Well, I can tell them why. Sure. This is a first world problem. Say what you want. I don't care at this moment. Mm-hmm. I got an email this morning. You guys know we're getting married. Or we're married. We're having a wedding. Blah, blah, blah. We're supposed to go to Greece in October. Everything's been booked because Julia likes to get things done. I am mm-hmm. organized. I do what I have to do to get things done. So I did for the second time around, let me just say. Yes. One last year canceled. Doing it again, all done. We get an email from one of the hotels. Probably like my favorite part about why we're going is this hotel. Mm-hmm. Like it's beautiful. I love it. We're excited. Like we balled out a little bit. And they just said that we have to cancel because their season is going to close a few days early. So they cannot accommodate us anymore unless mm-hmm. we want to come early in October. Yeah. You think we can just like change our dates around to come stay? And they're like, we'll give you a free dinner. Great. That's super nice. Not their fault, but like, what the fuck? Yeah. Now I have to, everything's booked. (coughs) Like everything is booked and now I have to go and find a new place that's going to make me equally as happy. (laughs) Yep. So that's what's going on this morning. You can probably hear it in Julia's tone and voice already. (laughs) Uh, I shouldn't have checked my email at 8.30 a.m. Yes. That's that's a sign. We should never check our emails ever. Um. But yeah, and I also feel like I was thinking about talking that talking about this on this episode even before that happened this morning. Talking about what? I don't know what's going on. I feel like everything like Greece? No. Hmm. If you hold on for one second. Okay. Everything that is like I think we've talked about having Willow recently. Like she had her surgery. Since then, everything that can go wrong feels like it is going wrong. We're just in one of those ruts. I feel like we're in one of those ruts where like everything that we're trying to accomplish or do is just like so challenging. Nothing is easy. Obviously, like like Julia just said about like the wedding, some of like the COVID stuff, like we had the news on for a little bit and they start talking about everything, you know, we're back into a mask mandate. We're back into like, you know, some serious scares and it's all really serious stuff and we you know, view it from our perspective, our selfish, like, point of mind, point of view. So we're like, holy shit, is our wedding going to get canceled again? And then, like, you know, how, how Julie and I operate, we have this wedding scheduled at the same time we're supposed to be moving. It's mm-hmm. like everything is just, I don't know, feels like an avalanche and I feel we're like struggling underneath it, it. I mean, I truly believe in when, like, you're stressed, more stress comes on when you're in a bad attitude, more bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Like you have to put yourself into a positive like mindset, but it has been a hard, I mean, all the things we're talking about, they're all like so great. They're all great things. Like nothing is bad, but yeah. for some reason it's so hard for us to like enjoy the good things because like stupid things keep happening where mm-hmm. it's just like adding more stress to us. And it's just like, you guys know how it is. I mean, yeah. like little things happen about good things and you just, I, you know, I'm looking forward to these next few months. Like, I can't tell you how excited I've been, Mm -hmm. but it's just been so stressful that I'm like, am I even going to enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have 
this upcoming weekend, Julia has her her wedding shower. We're going to my niece's graduation party. Like there are good things for us to look forward to, and we just both feel like we're I don't know stuck in the mud. But yeah, so that's just something we needed to air out and kind of get off our chest. And I don't know if anybody else, any of you guys, are feeling that same way. I don't know what it is. Somebody would probably say Mercury's in retrograde or something with the moons is going on. I don't know what it is. We also, we're like, we we're open to suggestions right now. We don't tip. I don't watch the news. Um, I see. I feel like what I have to see sometimes. But mm-hmm. this morning, I decided to turn the news on, and it just went downhill from there. I mean, yeah, we were saying like the news is literally like five negative things and one half positive, and mm-hmm. then five more negative things, and and I think that's. Also, like, the media does it on purpose. They mm-hmm. want to try and hook you in or, like, I don't know, make you depressed. Not sure, but. Yeah. All right. So what else has been going on? Um, I guess the shower coming up is a big thing. We We're excited for that. We shower this weekend, and I don't even know if I'd call it a shower. I mean, like, my, my mom wanted to put something together, so it is a shower because we were going to have one last year and that got canceled so now it's kind of just like a gathering like the guys yeah. are going to come later that's typical but um so yeah excited for that that's on saturday at my mom's house so my mom and dad's mm-hmm. house. parents place <laughs> my parents place. um and yeah yeah that's that's an exciting thing coming up the other i just briefly touched on willow having her surgery i feel like that's taking a lot of our She's just been, like, weird and different. Like, I feel like her energy level has been, like, through the roof. And before she got her surgery, she was, like, so calm. Yeah. So I'm, like, confused as to why she's, like, acting like she's a four-month-old puppy again. Mm-hmm. And um, she's a big puppy. And but it's just some like, bodily functions going on with her yeah, that are a lot less than on. ideal. She's pain in the ass. Yeah. Um. All right. Well... So actually, at the time this episode is going to air, we're going to be two months from our wedding date, mm-hmm. which is very exciting for us. Wait, no. Today it's is... Today. Oh. So yeah. So more. Well, we'll be within two months. Yeah. So um, we wanted to kind of come on. And one thing that has been a topic of conversation for us and... I think it's tied to the wedding and it's also, I think, tied to like, I don't know, summer months and, you know, everybody wanting your beach body, everybody wanting to look your best, feel your best. And so Julie and I started talking about like body image and wanted to try and tie that into an episode because, I mean, I just think everything going on the past two years, like COVID related, like, you know, I'm speaking from my experience, like I put weight on over COVID. I had no motivation to eat right, to work out fully. And I think now that I kind of see the, I'm doing air quotes, like the end of COVID, I'm kind of like, oh, wow. Like I let myself go for a little bit. And I don't know if anybody else is feeling that, but now we're like, okay, it's two months to the wedding. How can we be super motivated? What can we do to, um, help us achieve kind of that body image that we want for ourselves. And I don't know. Yeah. I mean, so for the episode today, we kind of have like four different topics we wanted to talk about. 
Um, and one of them was body image. Mm-hmm. And that was because, you know, all of them are kind of tied together. But the first one is really just about like your image, personal body image. I think something that I'm dealing with is, you know, I've been doing, I've been working out a good amount for me mm-hmm. and eating healthier. And like I was ve- being very hard on myself where I'm like two months before the wedding, I'm going to be like so strict. Mm-hmm. And I think I haven't been like too bad yet. but um like too strict mm-hmm. and i don't want to like constrain myself mm-hmm. is that the word because at the end of the day i am happy with how i look but i would always i always say like um i want to look my best on my wedding day like i want to feel my best and people and when i talk about it with people they'll be like what do you mean you already look good mm-hmm. and i'm like that is also something i want to talk about because it's like when i'm saying that or when somebody's saying that like it is for me, I want to look my best and feel my best for me, not for anyone else. Mm-hmm. So I'm not tell I'm not trying to like get pity from people or have people be like, I don't want people to say, oh, you already look good. Like that's not my point. My point yeah. is that I want to feel it's, it's a personal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's a big part of like the broader body image conversation that gets lost because we think body image should be something that is told to us by mainstream media, by Instagram, by movies, by our friends and family or whatever. Whereas the way I think of body image is it's got to be a personal, um, like your own body image, like how you see yourself, how you think of yourself. And Obviously, that entitles everybody to have their own perspective on themselves and what their ideal image looks like, Mm -hmm. which I think is awesome. And, you know, one of the, um, like, most uh, public figures on this is, like, Lizzo. And, like, I follow her on all her social media. She's not what I think a lot of people would say is, like, your, um, like, common most popular uh body image if that's the right word i'm not sure but like her confidence level is through the roof which makes her body image like so perfect and mm-hmm. ideal because it's for her yeah yeah if, it's not for anyone else it's not for anybody else and doing it just for her yeah yeah um yeah i feel like that's my point is i just want to look my best and and all the time not just for the wedding but for the wedding is just kind of for us like a good mm-hmm. you know it's a good point for us to be like okay we have two months like how can we eat super healthy work out really hard just do what we have to do to feel good mm-hmm. um because i mean honestly that day everyone's looking at you so yeah well, i think it'll make us hopefully that day be more confident like knowing we did our best there are going to be a million pictures everybody is Everybody is looking at us like, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's always like all eyes on the bride and groom and, you know, I, I don't want to be worrying about this or that or how I'm feeling. It's like, nope, I did the legwork to get to that day. And Therefore, I, really I want to be confident. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, I don't know, the whole body image conversation, I think is, I'm sure there's a lot of studies and experts on this and we should find one of those experts to talk about because we do talk a lot about mental health and I think body image is so directly tied to Mm -hmm. mental health Mm -hmm. because your body is 
it's what you live in. It's who you are. It's what you see when you look in the mirror. It's what you, well, also it's like, what you feel. When so like, you're healthy, your brain is healthy. Like when your yeah. body is healthy, your mental health is healthier. Like you mm-hmm. feel good all around. It's not just about how we look. That's yeah. why I keep saying like I want to look and feel my best because I know how I feel when I eat six pizzas every day. Like I know yeah. how I feel when I drink caffeine and like mm-hmm. now we kind of take certain like supplements and just other things that can keep us i think my mental health is probably in not great shape actually right now but um i'm trying (laughs) you're trying well that's all you can do sort of yeah i think it's one of those like take a a step back think about it think about what can help what can't help like what i don't know i think of um like a lot of diet fads i'm not sure fads is the right word i don't know i can't think of a specific example but like things that are like um really popular that maybe aren't actually making the impact you want them to make or different things like oh i need to spend 30 dollars to go to this workout class to achieve this Mm -hmm. like i think that's another like pressure that's like not necessarily true. Like mm-hmm. there's a million things you can do. I mean, yeah. I follow um, this TikTok account and the guy's like, his whole premise is like, I create and do workouts with uh, like grass and a set of cones. Mm-hmm. And, like that's all he does. And yeah, like he's able to accomplish a lot. I think the point is that it's just like, it's, it's personal and you don't need to let other people tell you what like they think you should do or what they do isn't going to always work for you. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we talked, talked about this before in other ways, but yeah, that was just our point in body image. You know, it's personal. How do you feel about your body? Hmm. Are you asking? Yeah. Me? Right now. How do I feel about my body? Yeah. Um, I'm coming off of, well, for the past, I would say two months, I felt like I was on a really good routine of eating, working out. I was following a good workout plan. And then I had the past two weeks where it was like, maybe not letting myself go, but like being a little less stringent with what I was eating. Well, I was, but it's like, I feel like my workouts haven't been as good. I've been a little less... Uh, Mm -hmm. strict with myself with eating so like I don't know maybe so two months ago or over the course of the past two months it was like I was feeling really good Mm -hmm. I was happy and then like those two weeks hit and that's like such a hard part of like the consistency and you know they say it takes like I don't know 21 days to build a habit and seven days to break a habit and I feel like I was in like a really good routine had really good habits and then I stopped for a week and then it's like, oh, now I got to rebuild it. And like, so. Yeah, it's harder to like, you can be feeling really good for like a month. And then if you have a week of feeling not very good, then it's like harder to get back into mm-hmm. what you were. So. Yeah. I mean, so for example, this past weekend, Julie and I had like a, a date night where we stayed in and our whole thing was like, let's order a pizza and mm-hmm. drink wine. So yeah. like we did. And, uh. So that, what was that? Saturday night, right? Yeah. So Saturday night for dinner, I had three pieces of pizza. <laughs> Sunday had morning some for wine. breakfast. Yeah. And then it's like leftover pizza. Yeah. The next morning, I'm That's not just going to wake up and throw, throw it away. 
So my breakfast Sunday was pizza. And then we met up with friends to go to the Phillies game mm-hmm. where we had beer and hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And then it's like we came back. I don't even know what we had for dinner Sunday night. Like, I don't think we We probably didn't eat anything. Did. I probably finished the last slice of pizza. pizza. Like, yeah. And So come I, Monday morning. Yeah. You, come Monday morning, like you wake up feeling like crap, unmotivated to go work mm-hmm. out. So it's just like restarting like is you so hard. You have to push yourself. And that's like the hardest part. Yeah. So getting into the next topic, which one should we do next? Okay, so this is new. This is a new topic. We've never talked about this at all, and it's something that I'm doing. So actually, I haven't mentioned it on my Instagram or YouTube or anything, but I am getting um, a little bit of lip filler. Mm-hmm. I'm like scared to say this because... I'm all for it for everybody. This is the thing. I think I'm all for fillers and Botox for everybody else. But for me, I've been so like, I don't really want to get this. I don't want to do this. But it's always been something I've I've thought about for like personal reasons. So that's the reason I'm getting it. And the other thing I'm getting is I'm basically getting filler in my cheek to fix my under eye bags, which these, I mean, we'll get into Pat's opinions about all of this, Mm. but that is something that I've been probably hating i hate them and i have i think since i was like 12 and it's a genetic thing it runs my family so i don't want to get like cheek filler to make my cheeks look big i'm doing it so that it can because the girl i'm going to you know saw my face and she was like you have a very flat face so if you're trying to fix that problem this is what we need to do to fix that and i was like great like i trust her you know a bunch of people that go to her she's in my area um it's my first time getting anything done any I don't even know if you want to call it work. It's not like I'm getting plastic surgery, but that is the topic that we are talking about. Fillers, yeah. surgery, a man's perspective or Pat's perspective because I think men can have different opinions on this. Mm-hmm. Um my perspective, which obviously I'm all for it if this makes you feel comfortable. I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking they were talking with a doctor who was a like uh what do they call like aesthetic I don't know if she's a plastic surgeon, but she was, she does all that stuff. And she was saying the thing that she hates the most about her job now is when she gets kids coming in, like 16 year olds, 17 year olds who say, she said like the most annoying thing is when some kids will come in and say, I want to look like this. I want to look snatched. And she was like, that bothers me so much. And she said she turns patients away a lot if it's not a reason of like, mm-hmm. this is going to make me feel better. I've been thinking about this for years. Like something that's just, you really want this to help you feel more confident. Mm. And there's a difference between that and just seeing a picture of a celebrity and being like, I want to look like that because that's not attainable. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, you know, it ties really nicely to the body image piece because you've got to like, you know love yourself, love your body, love the body you're in. And if there are things you can do to help you love your body more, then... Enhancements. Enhancements, mm-hmm. whatever you want. Yeah, I mean... Whatever, yeah. Surgery, whatever, mm-hmm. anything, right? Tattoos, like that changes my body image, Yeah. right? So I do it. So anything you can do in that sense, um, I am for doing it. If you've done... So like my fear with you getting lip fillers and cheek filler is that you're going to do it. You're going to like it. And then you're going to keep relying on that as a solution to fix your insecurities (laughs) rather than deal with the mental side of it. Because if you Mm -hmm. just keep relying on surgery to fix it, then you're just going to keep getting surgery after surgery after surgery to try and 
whatever you want to call it, baby. <laughs> but then you're just going to keep relying on those procedures mm-hmm. rather than actually like looking at the root cause of the problem, which is probably a mental problem. Well, the root cause of it is just a genetic thing that I can't change. But your problem with yes. that is the root cause. Yes, like the root my cause insecurity of- about like my under eye bags have been, I sometimes edit them out of photos. Like it's yeah. something that, but if I can fix that with something, mm-hmm. I'm here to do that. I'm here for that. Uh, and it's something you have to do maybe once a year, maybe, maybe less. Like yeah. I don't know, but I think there's just a difference between wanting to do something that is, I mean, a lot of people talk about it and they're like, I am, and it's not like I'm trying to fix everything about me because mm-hmm. I'm not confident because I think I am a confident person. Yeah. There's things that I, I mean, I, you know, some days I look at them and I'm like, oh, they're not that bad today. And some days I'm like, okay, I hate them. And I decided that for the wedding, this was a great time to just try it yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'm, as I said, I'm all for it. I kind of like I'm, didn't tell Pat about it till like the last minute. No. I didn't I, find out about it, I think, till earlier this week. Yeah. And she's going on Thursday to well, to just, get it done. And I mean, I was a little bit nervous to tell you. I think I'd always talked about it and joked about it and be like, I'm getting this done one day. Like, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like a lot of, you know, I, the doctors that I listen to that are, that do this stuff talk about like, I've never had Botox, but they talk about Botox being like, preventative and actually something that the more you do the less you have to do when you're older like stuff like that where i think it's more about a science too when people look at the industry and think that it's all bad yeah yeah i as i said i think you know when we talked about this and we have talked about this in the past that i was always against you getting it because i don't want to think that you're not unhappy, but like you look at yourself and see flaws because obviously that's very different than how I look and see you. How do you look and see me? Well, you're perfect. And And you're just saying that. Well, no, it's true though, right? I think it, like beauty is, I think, truthfully, in the eye of like the beholder. Like I can look at you and see beauty. You can look and see that. But that's the point I think of these procedures is that you have to be doing them for yourself. Like, I'm not doing this because somebody came up to me and said, you need to fix your nose. You need to fix – this is horrible. And then I get – and then I'm not confident about that. I think that does happen to people. But for me, it's like no – everyone who's – they're like, you don't have that. And I'm like, thank you. But personally, I've been dealing with this in my brain for 10 years more. So I'm like, okay, I want to fix this or I want to, you know, help enhance this part so that I don't really have to think about it anymore. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're right. It is like a, yeah. everyone sees themselves differently than other people. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, and I, I, I think it will be fine. I hope it's fine. Obviously, I hope it, you come out of it when everything settles that you feel good about it. And, yeah. you know, I, I think the way I'm thinking about it right now, how we kicked off this episode with everything going wrong, feeling wrong, mm-hmm. everything's broken. I hope we're not you know, having this conversation mm-hmm. a week from now and you, you know. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm not worried about it because, I mean, I trust the person that I'm going to and also the stuff that I'm doing, it's it's really hard for her to mess it up, I think. Like, mm-hmm. it is not surgery. And yeah. it's she's very popular and good at what she does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. And I also think that I'm getting, you know, I'm enhancing to probably maybe only so I can notice and maybe not other people will notice. Like, yeah. I don't want it to be like, oh my God, you had work done. Like, that is yeah. not my goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's really, I mean, some people's that is their goal. For me, it's not. It's to see a slight difference in little things. And I hope that, yeah, and I hope it works. And I also am like, am I going to keep doing this? I don't know. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Cross you know. that bridge when you get to it. Right. So, so we're talking about like these fillers and um, the different things. And I was like, I don't really know what that is for me because. Um, Sorry. Well, what is for you? So the thing for me that is, uh, you know, not surgery, but I think changing my body image well if you can. i think a and lot of i mean sorry i'm cutting you off but i oh. think people would ask like um about yes what do men do and also i think a lot of people are like want to know about other men do men the question could be do men manscape do men get botox do men get fillers a lot do yeah you can talk about your personal yeah i mean i just gave my kind of opinion on it you know i would you get I mean, botox Maybe. I think it would, be, it, it. it would be different if I had 100,000 followers. And like... Why? Well, because I think that forces you to like critique your image harder than anything. Because yeah, you're, but that's not what we're saying. Okay. I'm saying from my perspective, this would maybe make me because I would okay. be harder on myself. Okay. Like, I know something that is runs in my family is, you know, the big wrinkly forehead. And like, I already started... lucky. What? That's hot in men. Wrinkles are way hotter in men than they are in women. And that is a fact. Any woman listening yeah. agrees with that. Well, I don't know on some men. But I think if I were at a point where it's like, okay, this is really bothering me. I Every time I see a picture of myself or I look in the mirror, it's all I see. And that's been going on. Then like, yeah, I would take the steps to mm-hmm. change it. And, yeah. you know, that's... Like, I'm not at that point right now. I'm, you know, fine with my wrinkly forehead. And, but the one thing that, like, you know, you just briefly touched on, like, manscaping. Like, yeah, I definitely manscape. If anybody has ever seen my legs or... (laughs) He has to. (laughs) It's so funny. Like, um, I have, like, no hair on my, like, torso, butt, back, and, like, arms all the places you don't want it up until my elbows and like my elbows down to my hands hairy and like my legs are hairy and below your waist yeah besides your butt yeah but not my butt (laughs) and um so like yeah manscaping is definitely something i do i've done it a million different ways i've tried it a million different ways i just bought um maybe a couple months ago it's called yeah manscaper and um it's great it's fine um i would say it's it's a smoother shave but it's not like a razor like i don't take a razor down Mm -hmm. there um it's scary (laughs) i just use it's it's like a you know like the type of trimmer you'd use to like trim your beard um but it's designed for down there Mm -hmm. and they they send it's funny they send like little packages every month or maybe every three months. I forget what it is. And they send like, so I just got like, um, like ball deodorant or like moisturizer. And it's, it's nice and it's cool branding. Um, and the actual like 
Manscaper razor has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also as you and I have gotten like more comfortable into our relationship, mm-hmm. like, you know, the manscaping has probably slowed a little bit. I don't do it as often. I don't. And me as well. Yeah. I but think I think that... it's also something that we're like, we're like, okay, after a while when we don't, we're like, let's do that. Let's yeah. next, let's next time. Make let's sure remind and... each other. Yeah. yeah. And I, I also think there's a like a comfort thing to it, right? Like, like personal. Yeah. Well, yeah. especially like I can't. I, yeah. I wear every day when I work out, like putting on spandex. Like, if it's been too long since I've manscaped, it's really uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. Yeah. Me or too. if it's like, like I will never manscape like first thing in the morning and then put on spandex because yeah. that would be really Way uncomfortable. In, yeah. I think that's the same for me, as well. Like. I do that for you, but also mm-hmm. for me because, yeah. and some people don't, some people it's not uncomfortable. Like, yeah. Yeah. People, it's funny. Uh, I always get questions about like my beard. Is that itchy? How do you let it get that long? Is that, you know, does it tickle you? Does it itch? Does it, is it uncomfortable? I'm like, no, like the facial hair is fine for me. Yeah. The more annoying is, you know, the hair down there. I like the facial hair. Yeah. It bothers me sometimes. Yeah. Like, th- actually, like, if you kiss me and I'm going to get, like, a rash. Yeah. But it's, yeah, no, I like it. I'd rather you have it. Yeah. And I've, like, had to figure out how to, like, shave and shape my beard, which is, I don't know if that's a type of manscaping. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Just somebody, any, we were just with hair. somebody. Oh, Ben. Mm-hmm. We were sitting having drinks and he was looking at you, you were talking to somebody else and he goes, he messed up this, the right side of his face. Like saying the right side was like longer than the left or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Like he noticed that it was like uneven. Well, it's probably not uneven. It's just a different. Why would it not like, be even? Well, that's what I'm saying. It is even because it's supposed my. supposed to be even. Yeah. But it wasn't. Because I just use like a uh, thing that has like the guard. And so it's like the length is all the same. So you just missed a spot. That's what. Or it was like pushed or combed a little differently oh. or it's like thicker in some spots which gives the illusion that it's longer you should have somebody do it for you for the wedding yeah we'll see yeah Does, don't they do that when you get haircuts like yeah some places do some places they they'll clean up your beard you too say no. but yeah i usually just say no well i've had to say no the past darn year and a half because i have a mask on so, so they I can't get it. to it but no. I'm trying to think of like most, I mean, I guess you wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. Like do most men manscape? Is that like a normal thing? Yeah, it's definitely, I would say most men manscape. For themselves? Yeah. As I said, I think it's like a comfort thing for a lot of people. It's not always like a. Because also for everyone, the hair down there is not like the hair on your head. No, it's very different. It's so much thicker. It's so much more uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean. This is probably TMI, but like well, we being, being part of like a college football team, like when I played, like mm-hmm. I was seeing a hundred naked dudes. Yeah, why? I every don't understand day. that. Can we talk about that? Well, it's just like a comfort thing and it's why? an ease because, well, because you practice and then you go to the locker room and everyone just showers. gets naked. Well, you shower. Right. But they're not individual shower stalls. No, it's just like a big open shower. So, like, interesting. Why? I don't understand. 
why not? Because like, I mean, who cares? I guess like in girls' locker rooms, it's the same thing. But I always think like girls are more comfortable being naked around other girls, and I didn't. I don't feel like guys are like that. Well, I think it's like, like yeah, the first time I walked into that locker room, like yeah, I was alone and comfortable. And then it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Everybody's getting naked and showering. Interesting. And um, so like, you know, we used to always have jokes about somebody who was manscaped or not and like mm-hmm. you know I, I would say the majority of people did not everybody did bully some sort of manscape <laughs> like some like a t- baby no <laughs> i so. just don't know yeah 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 it's interesting i always wanted to know that because i always would see in movies and i'm like this isn't real like guys don't actually go into locker rooms you and know. get naked with each other not with each other you know what i mean yeah, I mean... But they do. I see. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm glad we talked about that. Yeah. Cleared <laughs> that up for you. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I think they're the majority of guys do. I mean, at least at my age. I don't know about younger, older. Yeah. Um, I think I mean, it's, it's, again, it's like personal choice. If you want to do it, do it. Men think, and women. I think like the generation above us is not doing that or like our parents. But I feel like I from a like very young age, like teenager, like 15 started mm. doing that because I was like uncomfortable and thought it needed to be done. Like yeah. shave your legs, you shave everything on your body. That was like, I don't mm. know if it was like a social thing. Like I don't remember where I learned that. Yeah. But I feel like that was like, yeah, I need to do this. And it was like from a very young age. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have one more topic. We're going to tie it in somehow. It all comes together. Last topic is handling haters and rude comments, which I'm thinking about it from my life and my perspective. And I'm like, okay, not everyone deals with that like on social yeah. media, but everyone deals with it in real life somehow. Like you get... Yeah. Hater. Everyone has haters. Mm. Whether you know it or you don't. Everyone has people that say rude stuff to them or rude stuff about them behind your back. I get it in both ways. I get it that way. And I also get it on social media where I have to deal with people just yeah. being hateful or Well, I think it comes in all different shapes and sizes. Like obviously your experience with like haters and rude comments is like way different than my experience with mm-hmm. rude comments and it's funny i was at the beach with my family last weekend and i like took my shirt off and i was going in the ocean and my nephew god bless him he's 14 or 15 says oh you need to hit the gym he said and, that yeah in kind of like a joking type like mm-hmm. way and no. It's funny because he's like now like on his like high school football team, like going to the gym, like being a meathead is like really important and like a big part of his life. So like that's what he thinks about. Mm-hmm. And like I was thinking about his comment and I kind of like laughed it off. Like, you know, he's, I'm still he's, stronger. He's I'm still. Well, it was kind of fun. Like he was I know. joking, but I'm like, oh, that's like a form of like a hate comment or like mm-hmm. a rude comment. Like it's it's my nephew. It was funny. We were just joking. I went and tackled him into the wave and we laughed. And I'm trying to think like, I think that's the type of rude hate comment that we all get in like real life. That's like, and the fact is like those comments build up, 
those mm-hmm. comments, like if you hear it enough, you might be like, wow, this is actually mean. This is yeah. actually stemming from Especially something. from like, other people that maybe you're not as close He with. looks at me and thinks I look fat. Like that's his, what it comes from. first instance. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, it was whatever. But um, I'm trying to think of like other examples of how us non-influencers experience comments like that. I mean, I think it could be direct, too. Like, your yeah. friends, your, you know, you have a fight with your friends all the time. Not you, but, like, people because they say things that come off rude and you don't, you know. It's mm-hmm. like, how are we dealing with that? Or your family, too. Like, family members say things. Yeah. So, how do you deal with it? Oh, good question. <sighs> I don't deal with it. I just say screw it yeah no i do i do i do have problems i can't deal with that stuff mm-hmm. i think it's again one of those things like tied to maybe not tied to but similar to like the confidence needed to have a positive body image if you have confidence which i remember we did an episode about that like i don't know a, a year ago we should do another one about it because it's so important but if you get these comments and you have confidence then it's easier to shrug them off. It's easier to push them away. It's easier to block out the haters. Well, I was just going to say, like, for me, and I think both situations, when you get rude comments from people that you know or from me getting comments from people that I don't know, Mm -hmm. it says way more about the person who's giving the comment than it does about you. Yeah. Like, they're unhappy with something. They're insecure. And it's easy to just say that, but it really is true, and it really, like, when I think about it more, it makes it easier to take the comments because mm-hmm. I'm like, somebody's messaging me and saying they hate that I did this and I should have done this. And I'm like, but you don't actually know me and you don't know like the context and you don't know these things. Yeah. So like, I have to look at it from that perspective. Like, and I will own up to things that I did wrong, but like hate comments and like just rude comments yeah. are just not necessary. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and I think they've become, with, like, the growth of social media, like, hate comments have become a bigger part of people's lives, both giving and receiving. Yeah. Like, it's so easy now to just log on to Instagram, go to some person's account, and comment that they look fat. Like, it's so easy, and so many people get, like, pleasure out of that. And And it's becoming, like, more and more... Yeah, common that people are behind behind the scenes just saying whatever they want mm-hmm. and I don't know I'm like trying to think of like why that happens and like I think some people are really good at dealing with it yeah um, something that I get a lot and I don't know if this is a hate comment but I get and a lot of influencers get this where there's something going on in the news and we get told or people will complain that we're not saying enough and we're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine had put out like, you know, also when these people are commenting, they don't realize that we're also getting that times 30. So they think like they're the only one telling us this and it might like wake us up. But in fact, we're getting it so many times. Um, And the, my friend had put on her Instagram story, like, I'm going to speak about things when I want to speak about them. What I think is important. I'm not a news source. 
And it's just like for me, like so true. Like I didn't start my platform to become a news source. Like you have to get your news from wherever you watch it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have a platform and I should talk about things that are important and I do and I will. But I think that's a lot of comments that people like that do what I do get. And it's, I don't know if I guess it's not a hate comment. It's just kind of like yeah, trying to, you know, be careful what you say to people. Yeah. No matter what it well, is. I think anytime somebody's like interjecting their opinion on your life without really being asked for mm-hmm. like that's a type not necessarily a hate comment because that can be a very positive yeah. impact sometimes but like in a negative light a lot of times it's 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 the way know, people skewed say in that way yeah. And, and yeah of course like the tone and the verbiage and everything right. like if you come at me i'm gonna it's not gonna make things better yeah, yeah you're just starting fire yeah but I feel like I had more to say about this. Handling haters. Well, I think the other part of like handling haters and um, like the rude comments is like if, if you're receiving or if you're not receiving, but also thinking about like what you're putting out to. Mm-hmm. So like the example I said about like my nephew, like, he's a baby he's a kid like it's not that big of a deal but a lot of us like would make that same joke Mm -hmm. you know like that's a pretty passive comment that's probably heck that's probably something i would say you know like and being aware that when you are talking about somebody else and what they're doing like you don't know what's going on you don't know their perspective you don't know their struggle yeah maybe that's something that they are actually really struggling with in their life and you don't know so but it's also like you don't know yeah you don't know so you just have to be careful with what you're saying and know the person that you're gonna say it to i mean yeah of course i mean one of the just an example of this is like when i made the decision to go vegetarian All of my like close best friends like crushed me on it, like Mm -hmm. making fun of me, giving me hard time, like, and obviously they were doing it with like the best intentions and they were just making fun of me, like whatever. And, and then Julie and I did a podcast episode about like what caused us to go vegetarian. Mm -hmm. And I talked about like my health issues and the anxiety and what was going on. And one of my best friends listened to that episode And afterwards, he, like, reached out to me and he was like, I'm really sorry. Like, we've been making fun of you for however long about going vegetarian. Now I understand why you're doing it. I want to apologize for Mm -hmm. doing that. And, like, what seems like a simple, like, ongoing joke of making fun of Pat for being a vegetarian actually could be something that is deeper than that. And, you know, I... I probably have a couple examples like that of yeah. of things. And I think maybe guys more than girls, at least I've seen, like, you know, a lot of the banter in like our group text is making fun of each other, mm-hmm. giving each other's hard time, you know, talking about this, talking about that. And it's like, wow, a lot of those could actually be deeper, mm-hmm. like personal things that shouldn't yeah. just be joked about in that way. Yeah. I think the last thing that I would say from my perspective is if you're going to, if you're going to message somebody with a platform on Instagram, you should know that they're going to see that and mm-hmm. don't think that they're not going to see it because a lot of times people will, I mean, I've seen it happen multiple times. Also be careful who you're messaging. Like we get, I've gotten messages where it's been like, Oh my God, she's so annoying. I, you know, I hate the way that she does this. And then I'll 
I'll read it and answer and be like, oh, well, then you shouldn't follow me. And they're like, oh, my God, I meant to send that to somebody else, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, I don't care who you send that to, but you just messed up. And also, I'm reading all of, or I'm seeing all of the messages. Yeah. Like, and a lot of people are, even people with millions of followers, even like huge celebrities, like they're seeing them. So just yeah. be careful and think about what you say before you say it. Like we were always told, you want anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. And we all have rude comments in our heads all the time. It doesn't mean it needs all to be said. Time. If it's for the better of somebody else, maybe in a specific way, but handle they're never going to go away so like handling rude comments and you know haters are something we always have to deal with and figure out how to like deal with in the right way and i think i'm I'm not always dealing with it in the right way you Mm -hmm. know comes and goes sometimes i'll show pat something and be like oh i'm so annoyed and he'll just be like can you just give it a day or two and like you won't care anymore and either don't respond or you know there's just ways to handle each situation so yeah all right. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We uh, just wanted to talk about a few different things and give our perspectives and hopefully it gave you guys some perspective on some of these topics. So that is it. Have a good week, everybody. We love that for you. And love we'll you see guys. you next week. Goodbye.